Amen. Apologies, apologies for the tardiness. A couple of, couple of moving snafus. All right, let's get, let's go to Romans ten. Romans ten. And so we were spending time talking about faith sounds and and how um, and how God created us in His image and after His likeness. And so we talked about how in Genesis one, uh, going all the way to uh, verse uh, twenty eight, how God when God created things, He spoke things into existence. He spoke things into existence. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be affirmation. God said, God said, God, we, you know, we constantly see in the word, in the word God said, then he said, let us, he spoke this out too. Uh, he used his creative power to speak out, to, uh, speak to himself, to speak to Jesus, speak to the Holy Spirit, said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness, right? And so when he spoke that, uh, he, he, he spoke into the atmosphere uh, the creation of man. Then he went into the clay, so since the creation of man and that sound or his words was already in the atmosphere, see, once something has been spoken in the atmosphere, we have a right to attach our faith and to pull on it. So once he's spoken in the atmosphere, he attached his own faith and pulled on it by creating man from the dust to the ground, right? Then, it, then he took it a step further. Uh, Genesis 2, after he created man, his image after his likeness, it said he breathed in. So again, he breathed in that same creative power, those same faith sounds, he breathed in man and he became a living soul. So if you think about it, there's a lot of other things that was created, but we're the only beings that God has breathed into. So we became a living soul. Now, that word living soul, you start to study it out. We don't have time right now because we're going to be brief because we're moving to the new building. But that word living soul means we became speaking spirits. We became speaking spirits. So so uh, First Thessalonians says, uh, uh, I pray that you're sanctified spirit, soul, and body. So we are a spirit. We have a soul. Within that soul is our mind, will, our emotions, our intellect, and what? Our imagination, which we've been talking about in Dare to Dream on Sunday, right? So within that soul is our mind, our will, and our imagination. And we live in this physical body, right? But we are what? We are a spirit, but we're not just a spirit, we're speaking spirits. So we have the ability to create things with our words, with our sound. So uh, uh, the scripture also says, we've talked about this, Proverbs 6.2, uh, what? You're snared, there you go, you're snared, there you go, uh, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Proverbs 6.2. Now that word snare means to be held captive by. So you're held captive by what you say. You know, you've heard the phrase, you have what you say. You're held captive by. I was having a conversation with somebody this week, and he was like, man, I just don't get it. You know, people, I try to get people to speak positive. They speak negative, and then they get stuff, and they go, see, I told you. They did what? I told you. Now, how could you tell something without speaking it? So, Yes, it manifested because you spoke it. But but since a lot of people don't understand the power of their words, they're thinking it manifested independent of their words. 
words, not that their words assisted it into manifesting. So me and my wife, we've had conversations over the years, in the early years as we were growing. Uh, so, you know, you could hurt your knee or your ankle or something. And the temptation is what? To keep talking about it. Right? That's the temptation. Oh, my ankle hurt. Oh, my ankle hurt. Well, your ankle's hurting whether you said it or not. Your ankle doesn't need your words to manifest the pain, does it? But what do you desire? Healing, right? So the healing needs the assistance of your creative words, right? What's already existing does not need your words. The circumstances don't need any help to manifest. They've already manifested. But if you want to project those circumstances from the present point that you are disgusted with them in and advance it to the future, all you got to do is speak it out. Speak the obvious. Magnify the obvious and you'll project it into your future. But see, God, and going back to Genesis, God, what God did when he saw what he displeased him, the scripture says in Genesis 1, he came out and there was void and darkness upon the earth. Right after that, it never said God said, man, it's void and darkness. Man, it's all dark up in here. Satan came down and kicked them down to the earth, and he done came and messed everything up. It's all dark and gloomy. He never spoke what he saw. He spoke what he desired. Let there be light. So that's our design. When we see something, are we saying what we desire, Minister Sammy, or are we saying what we see? Are we just magnifying the obvious or stating the obvious, okay? Right? <laughs> Uh, that's why the scripture says do all things without murmuring and disputing Philippians 2.14 because murmuring and disputing or complaining to all of us right? what's the benefit because you're complaining about what but what you don't want so why are you using your words to project it into your future to magnify it, to make it larger, or, or in your eyes, make it bigger than God, right? All right, so, so, so this system that God has set up for us to speak faith sounds and to manifest the things we desire, right, it's, uh, it, it takes a, 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 okay, a, a system of, we got to change our system of a belief, or we could say our paradigm shift or our worldview. So your worldview, we've talked about it here at the church before, is shaped by repetitious information, authoritative voices, and your environment. Your worldview is shaped by repetitious information, authoritative voices. They may not be in authority, but if you see them as an authority, then you'll yield to the things that they speak around you. Right? It could be your cousin. It could be... Uh, Somebody is just in the school that seems like they're more a confident speaker than everybody else. Somebody on the job that has been, they, they've been patting their stats for years. You've never seen the quality of, of their work. But they've been hyped up as they're the best ones to do the job. So you listening to them all not knowing that they lead you in the wrong direction. Right, so authority, uh, repetitious information, authoritative voices, and your environment. Things that you pick up without thinking about it. That's why uh, I did a message years ago in Ohio called Who's Got Your Ear? Like, like, what are you attentive to? The scripture tells us, has a word that runs through the scripture called hearken. Especially in Deuteronomy, it says hearken, 
Hearken to. Hearken means listen with the intent to obey. So there's times we're hearkening and we don't even realize it. We're locked in, you know, itchy ears. The scripture talks about itchy ears, right? Right, so we're listening to things and it's, we're absorbing it could be who we're around most of the time and we start making moves, not God moves, right? We start making moves based on what we hear, based on how we're influenced. You know, I worked with juveniles and corrections some years ago and I remember, uh, and I also did a lot of speaking in schools. So I would go into the schools and, you know, yeah, everybody got their little, little thuggish, to, you know, they leaning here, they rolling their pants halfway down, you know, not knowing they did that in slavery to stop you from running fast, but they got their little pants sagging. And uh, so I was just like, I said, you know, you guys have to challenge yourselves to be unique and individuals. God fearfully and wonderfully made you. So, uh, so you had a couple on with a little smirk. Who you think he talking to? I am unique. So I said, so, so how many people think that they're unique and individual? There's nobody like them. And you guys had their hands up, you know. You know. No, uh, how many people, can, don't nobody tell you what to do. You doing your own thing. You ain't no follower. You a leader. They got their hands up. So I call them up front, and it, it just amazes me. When I called them up front, they all had the same clothes on. They all looked the same. I said, so, so you, 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 you just said you were unique. How come y'all wearing the same shoes? You got the same style. Where did you get it from? Realistically, all of us got our style from somewhere. Very few of us pulled it out of our imagination. Most of us has seen something. And against, they either had our ear or they had our eye. And we started to... Do it. Now, y'all laughed at me when I told you uh, Sunday, you know, uh, uh, young, the guy, uh, Kenny, when I was growing up, he had a knee brace, and I'm young, you know, in Newark, New Jersey, so I was like, man, Kenny cool, man. Kenny always had the cool shoes and everything, so I was like, I'm going to get me a knee brace. So I'm walking around with a knee brace. And you asked me, I, I told y'all Sunday, I was like, oh, I got bad knees, man. I had to, but look, I spoke out bad knees, and, and for a while, I had bad knees. Could barely get my get myself off the ground. Until I start speaking healing, right? All right, so I'm saying that to say, right, what we're around is shaping what we say. Because Matthew's 12 says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. But what's in our heart? See, this is the key. The the, the uh, Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart with all diligence. Diligence is a special word. We're going to get into that hopefully Sunday. Diligence is a special word. Very few people, diligence is actually a curse word to some people. You say diligence, hey, 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 hey. That's too close to discipline. Too close to discipline, man. Back up off me. Right? Right? Like, like diligence. Some of us have mastered how to get around diligence and discipline. Because we think it's an option to be disciplined. And we tell ourselves, no, nah, no, nah, I don't. <laughs> Discipline, please. Like, we think it's okay. And it may be okay for you, but not the people following you. It may be okay for you, but not for, you, not for your children. You hear that ant running across the room? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is so, so, so. There, there, there's a level of, 
of, of diligence we have to operate in. So we have to diligently protect our heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. So when we're casual with what we expose ourselves to, the environments we're in, what we listen to, what we meditate on, when we're casual with that, we're saying we don't care what's in our heart. When we say we don't care what's in our heart, then we don't say what we we don't care what we speak. When we say we don't care about what we speak, we don't care about what we're snared by. When we say we don't care about what we sn we're snared by, we're saying we don't care about what's going to manifest in our life. Because the Bible says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it, out of it flows the issues of life. So now, if I'm diligent, I got I to gotta work to make sure the right things go in my heart. I got to filter everything. I got to walk circumspectly. I just can't do any. I can't listen to anything. I can't be around anything. Even though it may be traditional. It may be familiar. Mama, daddy, and, every, and cousin Jimmy all could be doing it. But just because they can doesn't mean I can. If I'm protecting my heart. I'm responsible to guard my heart with all diligence. It says, if mommy and daddy are guarding their heart with all diligence, then you can guard your heart. Don't say that, do it. Well, if your husband guards his heart, then you can guard yours. Doesn't say that. You, it says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. What is that, Proverbs 4, 23 or 27? It's Proverbs 4. All right, so let's go here, Romans 10. I promise to make quick work of this, so I think I'm doing pretty good so far. <laughs> Got the seal of approval from my monitor over there, moderator. <laughs> All right, so Romans 10, verse 9, verse 8. It says, what saith it? Uh, I didn't give you time to get there. Did you get there, Romans 10? All right, so for the sake of time. I believe you'll get there by the time I speak. All right, so Romans 10, 8. It says, what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thine heart. That is what? The word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth. Now, confession is an agreeing word. Agree. Even when the scripture says, if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you of the sins and cleanse you of the unrighteousness. One, First John 1, 9. That word confession means agree with. So it doesn't mean you got to go around condemn, but you do have to accept responsibility for your choices. And God says, hey, if you accept responsibility and you agree with, with, with what I already see, I'll forgive you of the sin, the separation from me for that time, and I'll cleanse you of the unrighteousness, the guilt of it. But you got to agree. You can't be in denial. You can't be hiding. You can't be running. And you can't be deceiving yourself. You have to be honest with yourself, right? So this one here says, if you confess with your mouth, now you have to agree with your mouth, right? If you, if you, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, Lord, key word, Jesus, and shall believe in thine heart, look at that heart that we're supposed to be protecting, that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That word saved is from the, from the Greek word sozo, it means a wholeness. 
every aspect of your life. We've talked about that here before. Now, verse 10, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, right standing, right, right standing with God. Not sin, separated from God, Minister Sammy, right standing. I'm walking with God. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? So if I confess with my mouth with the, with the Lord Jesus, believe God raised him from the dead, the Bible says no man comes to the Father but by the Son. So now I'm in harmony with Christ, who's seated on the right hand of the Father. So I'm in harmony with God. So I'm rolling in God's wheel. You see what I'm saying? I'm rolling in God's wheel now. Right? Because what I'm saying with God's saying. Can two walk together unless they be agreed? If God is going this way, the now way, Matthew 7, 13, but I'm going this way, we're not in agreement. We have to be saying the same thing. Philippians 2, let this mind be in you was also in Christ Jesus. Who didn't count a robbery to be equal with God, didn't, did to stay in step, right? And then before that, it says esteem others better than yourself. Look every man on someone else. And see, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with that, so I'm speaking the same things. I'm speaking the word. If you abide me, my words abide in you. You can ask what you will. Speak out faith sounds, and it'll manifest, and it shall be, and it shall be done unto you. Right? Uh, 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 John, John, what's it? Fifteen seven. Right? Since he said, all harmonizes together. It all flows together. Right? I so so so. But this is this is how we connected to Christ, who's sitting on the right hand of the Father, who is the Word, who who became flesh. Right? So flesh, us, can become the word. So our existence, see, you squeeze a tube of toothpaste, toothpaste come out, man, if toothpaste is in it. Right? What's in it is going to come out when you squeeze it. If you're saturated with the word, when you squeeze, what's coming out? Right. But if you're saturated with the circumstances, that's what's coming out. Right? So you got to flush out the circumstances, right? With the word. You got you got you got to go through a, a a transfusion. Right? So fill yourself up with overflowing till your cup run over with that word and let it flush out the circumstances. The scripture says the interest of the word bringeth light. Gives understanding to the simple. So when that light goes in, darkness leaves. Right? When that light goes in, darkness leaves, right? Right? Look, 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 look. Check this out. Darkness, right? Look, the darkness didn't have time to even negotiate. When light shows up, darkness gone. John 1 says darkness can't master light. It can't comprehend. It can't stay in the same place because it's not in agreement when light shows up. So if I soak up this word, the word goes in. Darkness leaves. All the circumstances, all the, everything that's contrary to God's word leaves, right? And now I see clearly to God's will because that's all that's in me. And when I'm squeezed or when I speak or when I'm in this situation, I speak out what God says. That's all that's in me. That's all I allow my heart to be exposed to. Now, what do you think the world is doing? The devil, well, the devil, it says, Second uh, Corinthians says, little g, he's the God of this world, little g. Right? What do you think, the, what, what, do you, what do you think he's orchestrating in the world? 
He's trying to put more circumstances, false evidence appearing real, more flood you with more stuff to try what? To push out that word. So when you squeeze, you'll speak what he's trying to, the false evidence appearing real. You're not going to win. It's not going to work. Oh, pfft, nobody's considering you. You think you're getting that job, please? You, you think that acquisition is going through? You think you're getting that contract? They say he's trying to get you to, well, I never had the contract before. I has never had too many contracts. <laughs> Why would this work for me? Because God said it's new beginnings. 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 Isaiah 53 says, whose report are you going to believe? And the one that you believe is what you're going to what? Speak because soon as you believe it, now it's not just something, Minister Sammy, you introduced to your heart. It's now something that's taken over your heart. And when you squeeze, the issues that's going to come out in your life is what you really believe. Not what you say you believe. Not what you act like you believe, what you, what you really believe. And to ensure, to seal it. I was meditating on this coming in, uh, uh, something I need done, but it needs to be cemented. And so I told you I grew up uh, with foster parents, but they were, uh, uh, they worked for, uh, what is it? I know that the main guy was Douglas in, uh, in New Jersey. And they, you know, they brick masons, they make all types of stuff. But I remember we used to, because, you know, you'd go for it when you were a young kid. You'd go for it. So you had to get the rock and the sand, and, you know, and the cement. You used to mix it all together. You know, then you had to spackle that thing up. But, you know, we would try to write our names in it because we knew when that thing dried, it's over. You ain't write nothing in there, <laughs> right? So, but, but we wanted it, what, cemented. See, see, when you believe it, when you attach your faith to it, you cement it. Only thing that can come out of you is faith sounds. That's the only thing that can come out. Because that's what you really believe. Right? It's in your heart. It's flooding your heart. Right? So that's, that's why this is important. But when you casual with the word, you casual with the things of God, but you, you see, we live in this world. We don't have to do nothing to have circumstances, doubt, and unbelief. We live in, in, a, in a world of circumstances, doubt, and unbelief. We have to do something to feed ourselves. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10, 17, right? And so, so, when I, so, so uh, uh, Hebrews says, I think it's Hebrews 4. Let's run over there real quick. I'm just, I'm about to end. Because <laughs> nothing kind of went the way I assumed it would go. But it went the way the Holy Spirit wanted it to go. All right, so Hebrews. Uh, guess I can get to Hebrews a little faster. I think it's Hebrews 4. I could be could be six, but I think it's four. Yeah, Hebrews four, verse two. So 
so look at this. This is this is powerful. It says, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. So we're all in the same building and we got the word, right? It says, but the word preached did not profit them. So it's not just we sat and heard the word, right? It's supposed to profit us. It says it did not profit them not being mixed with what? Faith in them that heard it. And verse 3 says, for we which have believed do enter into his rest. And see, so, so, so this is the thing. We have to attach our faith to those words. You always hear us talk about attach your faith to this, attach your faith to that. Because we have this measure of faith, uh, Romans 12, 3, that God has given to us. He's dealt every man a measure of faith. We have to attach our faith to it. You know, and we got to keep our faith so attached to it, it, it bleeds in our life to it crosses over into the reality of belief. Like, uh, uh, the scripture says uh, that the person believed to a point of sin. So they believed it, they, they just locked, they just believed it. Remember, we talked about this Sunday when Dare to, in the Dare to Dream teaching that uh, Jesus told Thomas, he said, well, it's more blessed for, for a person to believe and have not seen. But the person that believes and have not seen yet, if they, if they hold on to their faith, if they, they keep their faith locked in, steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the faith, guess what? It'll cross over until it's like they see it. It's real. But the people on the outside are going, how did they believe that? No, they held on to a point where it crosses over to like, oh my God, I can see it. Like We'd be talking to the house. Baby, I see that. You see that? Like, did you get, come on, baby, did you get that? Tell me, tell me, tell me you got that too, right? But if, if, if we just drive by the word, we're, we're going to know we're supposed to believe it. We're going to talk like we believe it. We're going to act like we believe it, but it ain't going to cross over into you actually seeing it like it's real. What's in that unseen realm is more real than what's in the seen realm. Because the scripture says in Hebrews, the things that we see was made by things that are invisible. So the, 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 the origin is more, more of a reality than a manifestation because it caused the manifestation. The worlds were framed by this word. Right? So that's why we got to believe. We got to, the scripture says, lay hold, doesn't it? Lay hold on eternal life. Lay hold on that unseen realm. And what happens is when you lay hold on it and it's insaturated in you, uh, Jeremiah says, like fire shut up in my bones, what comes out of you is faith-filled words. Out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth will speak faith-filled words. And you'll find stuff manifesting around you. At first, it'll be, it'll be things surprising you. You know, like, it'll happen. You know, it worked. You know, like, you know, because the first time something happened, you like, okay, it worked. But I, listen, I don't want to, like, mess it up, you know, so I ain't going to, like, overdo it. <laughs> that, but that's the world mentality. The world mentality is something happening like, hey, is, is the grace that it happened. So I'm not, I'm not hey, I don't want to, you know, overstep my bounds. I'll just take that one little blessing. No, 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 not in the kingdom. In the kingdom, you're crossing over how you're supposed to live all the time. Exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. So how do you experience exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think when you feel like you're not worthy for more than one blessing? 
or you don't want to like, ah, I don't want to risk it. I got that one. <laughs> you know, ah, that's a little, ah. Well, you, you see what happens if you try it too. Because I don't know, man. You know, I mean, I don't want to get out there and mess up the one I got. I just want to hold on to this one. No, God wants to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask a thing. God wants to do way beyond all that he's done, way beyond all that you thought he was going to do, and way beyond all that you've ever seen. That's, 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 now you see, I guarantee you see, God will be doing it, right? God be kicking. When he does what he's been planning to do, if you, when you allow him to do it, God will be kicking. That's what you want. You want to know God's kicking. You Listen, you want to sit in your house and say, babe, I had a dream. God's up there kicking. That's what you want. Oh, my God. God kicking everything. Know why? Because I yielded. Right? You want to make people mad. That time I turn around, you're always getting something. Yeah, you're always smiling. Blessing, blessing, blessing. Okay, okay. Turn that light down. Turn that. No. Keep it on full blast. Let my light shine. I'm blasting it. See, we changing the new beginnings. We ain't hiding no light under no bushels. Some of us been hiding them in the bushels in our pocket. Hey, hey, you know how you, uh, she did this recently. You know how you, you, you say, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put this away because I don't want to lose it. And you hide it from yourself. Some of us, some of us done, hide, done hid our light from ourselves. Can't, can't find it. I knew his light was somewhere around here. I just didn't, you know, when it flickered, it looked so brilliant. I didn't want to mess it up, so I hid it. No. Man, turn that thing up. Full blast. Hey, hey. And when they get all uncomfortable and stuff like that, be like, good. Maybe you start shining your light too. See, the only way they ain't going to be uncomfortable around you is to put their light on blast. Not you turning yours down. Stand on your feet. That's all. Say that's all. That's all. For, oh, it's not Sunday. My fault. My fault is not Sunday. Um, well, for the sake of time, we normally do our questions and answers, or I really would love to hear what you guys got out of the night. We got three minutes? The whole team ain't here? Waiting on some teammates for the, because they have rehearsal tonight. All right, so, so real quick, some people share what they got out of the night. Let's start with the people online. And if everybody can keep it real concise, so I'm honoring my word to, to keep it short and sweet. <laughs>